Hi and welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast series Sunny Side Up. I'm Paroma. I'll be your host for the day. In today's data-driven marketing and sales environment, we all know how crucial it is to simplify data and make it easier to use in order to fuel better marketing and sales results. And that's why we have Patrick Peter of IBM join us on today's episode of Sunny Side Up, a podcast hosted by Demand Matrix. Patrick is here to share his tips on harnessing data for better ROI. Happy to have you here today, Patrick. Welcome to Sunny Side Up. Over to you. We'd love to hear about you. So tell us about yourself, a little bit about your current role at IBM, and of course, don't miss out on those hobbies of yours. Thanks, Paroma. I appreciate the time today. So I've been with IBM for about five years now. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm what's called an analytics architect. So my role at IBM is really to go to IBM customers and help them solution and implement analytic environments to meet those needs. I cover the the distribution market, which is retail, consumer packaged goods, and travel and transportation. And as far as hobbies go, (laughs) uh, I've got four kids that keep me very busy. So when I'm not an unpaid Uber driver for them, I'm typically working. So I tend to be a, a bit of a data geek. That's awesome. That's how it should be in today's times, especially. So tell us what a typical day at work is like for a data guy like you. Typical is anything from waking up, getting on the road, flying to a customer site, having a a strategic level conversation with a customer to being in my home office with internal calls back to back. So it kind of runs the gamut. Typically, I am on the road talking to customers. Sounds like a lot of fun. So let's dive right into the topic of the day. According to you, what are some of your top strategies and tips to ensure marketing teams harness their data for best results? Sure. So there's kind of two aspects to better results for ROI of a marketing campaign, right? The aspect of better data, being able to leverage that data better. I call it good enough governance practices, right? So if you look at the market and in the industry and what the industry says about governance, governance tends to be a very process and people heavy, as well as technology heavy business process. What I advise customers and kind of my viewpoint on it is you should have a good enough governance. You should Automate what you can without impacting access to data. You should be able to track lineage and make sure that your data is clean and and quality. And then beyond that, I think anything else tends to be a little bit too heavy. The other Mm -hmm. aspect of the ROI from a campaign is being able to iterate faster through campaign. What is impacting your ability to execute on a campaign and then get to the next one? So being able to reuse analytic assets, understanding the life cycle of that asset is that report that you're going to use today, tomorrow, a month from now, a year from now, or is that a report that you got asked a question about a campaign and that was a a query that you did point in time and after that answer has been given, you're done with it. So being able to leverage self-service versus what you send to an IT team or an internal IT team to build is very important to get those better results. Absolutely. So, you know, there is a lot of demand and a lot of interest when it comes to understanding buying intent and customer behavior insights by in today's marketing teams, especially B2B and tech marketing teams. What are some of the things you would change in the way we are using buying intent data or decoding customer behavior insights? So I wouldn't necessarily change the way the data is being used or even the data that is in use today when it comes to intent or customer behavior. But I think there's a great opportunity for for marketing teams to be able to augment that data. Being able to leverage things like chatbots is great because you can push an experience to the customer, but then what data are you capturing out of that experience in the chatbot to then use in understanding your customer better? And 
And a lot of companies that I work with are interested in implementing chatbots. However, what, what they seem to, to lack or miss is that ability to capture data from your customer through that chatbot or through that experience. And that's what I would say is necessary to change to be able to leverage that intent and that customer behavior a whole lot better. Absolutely. That's very interesting input there. And the next question is more when it comes to adopting technology and different kinds of data. According to you, what are some of the methods that teams should optimize when they're choosing their stack or when they're choosing their data sets, especially because there's always been a huge lag when it comes to the hierarchy and everyone within the organization or the marketing team when it comes to understanding what that data is saying or, you know, optimizing use of all these uh, multiple tools and stacks that they've put in place. There's, there's, there's information that's not integrated many times. So how can they create a more seamless and more centralized experience? I think the fundamental problem with what companies experience in that case, right, is, is this contention between IT and marketing. Marketing wants to be able to iterate very fast and, and be able to answer questions and not spend a lot of time on trying to find data, clean that data and, and get it to where it's in, in a usable position. They want to just be able to answer the question and go. And the challenge there is a lot of times marketing then relies on a set of tools that may or may not be in the purview of IT to fulfill those requests. There's a, I call it a triathlon of, of business process, right? There's the, the concept of self-service. What tools can marketers leverage that are self-service based that allow them to answer the question without the heavy data prep, without the heavy data, you know, finding the data. And then what are the toolings and how does that process flow between what a marketer determines is an analytic asset out of a self-service tool how does that then flow into the IT team to become a more steady, reliable, enterprise-grade type of asset that's continually produced? So I think the opportunity there and what the best way to do that is to look at a platform or platforms that allow you to take from self-service and seamlessly move into an IT pipeline. Mm-hmm. There's some people process there too around you know, IT being very focused on only the work products that require what I call enterprise grade hardening. So, you know, I mentioned earlier, understanding the analytics lifecycle and the lifecycle of assets, the more you can push self-service to your marketers for those short-lived assets that they can quickly create and then throw away, allows the IT team then to work on and produce those longer term enterprise grade assets that are going to be continuously used. Absolutely. So I'm sure you do use a lot of account-based marketing in your campaigns. And uh, we'd love to know what kind of data, what metrics and insights your teams or your customers usually rely on when they're running their account-based marketing campaigns, especially the ones you'd like to talk about and share with the audience. Sure. They're pretty common, right? So the market and sales qualified accounts, the MQAs, the SQAs are big in the, the ABM campaigns, the channel traffic, how your customers are getting to you via website, via face-to-face, via mobile the ability on the post-sale to do upsell and cross-sales and referrals. And then MPS is kind of the king of post-sale metrics. You know, MPS isn't a perfect metric, but it's a good starting point. Uh, mm-hmm. I still think there's a big manual effort to dig into MPS. Uh, and I'd like to see companies look at MPS as a starting point and then kind of ask the question of how do you then capture additional information either through the survey itself or additional data points to then 
augment the NPS results so that you get a better understanding of where those challenges are for the customers that score you low on NPS and then what is working well and, and why customers are scoring you high on NPS. Absolutely. So the next question here, when it comes to data sets and intelligence sets today, do you see marketing teams use a lot of intent data? What kind of intent data are you observing an increase in demand for? Are you seeing a lot of demand or interest for installed data especially? Yeah, so intent data is kind of the holy grail for marketing companies, at least the ones that I've talked to, or marketers and companies. You know, intent is what they're striving for. A lot of that tends to be derived. For example, taking clickstream data and deriving an intent to sell because somebody put something in a cart or looked at a specific product on a website, that may or may not be the true intent, but it's a way to derive intent. But yeah, absolutely. I think intent data is is certainly an area where where marketers would love to have more data. Absolutely. And before we end for the day, we'd love to know your thoughts on some of the skills to blindly advise B2B tech marketing sales, marketing and sales teams across the hierarchy to implement, to train themselves more on so that they can better understand all this data and analytics, because there are going to be more sophisticated analytics tools and platforms. There are better business intelligence platforms today. There's a lot of integration in the marketplace, but without a deeper understanding, without understanding what all of this is saying, there's obviously not going to be there's not going to be any impact to all of this. So what are your thoughts on this? That's a really great question. And and I think if you look across the market, especially within the data science realm of skill sets, the ability to find somebody that has both a programming and a a business domain and a statistical understanding is kind of that unicorn. And there's a, seems to be a huge push, not just from the tech side, but just from business in general around data science skills. And I think what's going to happen, and and if I had to be rub a crystal ball and be predictive, I think what you're going to see is that a lot of technology vendors, IBM included, are going to go down the route of trying to enable companies and enable individuals and companies that don't have data science skills to be able to use data science methodologies and tool sets better. So my advice to folks in marketing and that area is to focus less on data science skills. I think the vendors are going to catch up and be able to provide data science to the non-data scientists. But I would see the skill sets that are really critical, no matter what happens in the technology space, is what I would call a data translator. Being able to take the insight from a set of data and understand how that data then feeds into the business process and be able to explain that up the chain. There's a a really great quote by the former CEO of of Netflix, Jim Barksdale, that said, if we have the data, let's look at data. If all we have are our opinions, let's go with mine. That still is a big kind of paradigm within executive management. There's still a little bit of this going on. There's still a little bit of guesswork, even when there's data. Exactly. So the skill sets of being able to explain to an executive why that data is important and what that output is, I think is going to be a huge skill set. And then the other skill set I would say is organizational change. Becoming a data-driven company, leveraging insights from data requires a lot of organizational change. So marketers that have that skill set are going to be more successful than others. Great. This was, I think, a very interesting and awesome conversation. And you shared some very useful insights with us, Patrick. Thank you for your time. Are there any key takeaways or few words of advice you'd like to share? It could be on anything, work-life balance, parenting, management tips even. We'd love to hear them before we end for the day. Sure. You know, feeding on that last point, there's going to come an inflection point. You know, technology and the lack of skill sets across the data landscape is going to create this inflection point for marketing and IT 
And the differentiated companies will be those that can retain talent by best leveraging the individuals on both sides of the house and what they do best. So taking the IT skill set and mindset out of marketing and putting it into truly IT and letting marketing actually be marketers, I think is going to be differentiating. Very interesting conversation there, Patrick. Thank you so much for your time today. Hope you have a sunny day. Thanks, Roma. I appreciate it.